Now, there exists within humanity um, a natural default setting in our bodies, in our minds, in our who we are as people. And the natural default setting is to view the world through a certain lens. That lens is I am the main star in the movie called My Life. We never think about anyone else as more important than ourselves. On every level, we think of ourselves first, self-preservation, and then we view how we can help other people. So, what does that mean? Well, it means that whether you know it or not, I am the most generous person you have ever met. I am the greatest person you have ever met. I am, in fact, the most humble person you have ever met. And that's because that's the way I view the world. And it's not just me, though I am a narcissist. That's not why. It's because that's how all of us view the world. I view the world in how does this affect me? Am I going to be in danger? Am I going to be uncomfortable? Am I going to be upset? Am I going to be joyful, happy, elated? All of these things are viewed through the lens of how does this certain situation right now affect me? And it's not a bad thing. As I said, we need to have self-preservation. We need to make sure that we aren't putting ourselves in situations that are inherently risky and dangerous for no reason, unless you like jumping out of a plane on your free time for no reason. I do, but the point is, is that we think of the world in how does this affect me? That's our natural default setting. The problem with this is that I can often confuse my own experience for that of all humanity. When I am in pain, I am experiencing the most pain that anyone who has ever been in pain is experiencing at that time. I feel like I have created pain. No one else knows what it is to suffer like I suffer. Or when I am joyful, when I am compassionate, when I am merciful, no one has ever been as merciful as I am choosing to be to whomever I'm being merciful to. That's how we, we take the world that we perceive and we twist it into something else that is not real. That happens to the disciples today. They confuse their status as savior adjacent to they are special. They're thinking, they're like, well, you know, we do have Jesus with us. He is kind of the Messiah. So it must be something deep inherently within me that he chose because I am destined for greatness. This is what the disciples are thinking as they're walking on the way to Capernaum. And then when they're questioned about it, that's when they are actually seeing the world for the reality in which they live. And the Lord tells them very distinctly, if you want to be great, you must serve. This is how the whole hierarchy of the church is supposed to be oriented. The name of, or one of the names for the Pope is the servant of all, right? Like he is supposed to serve all of the faithful, actually all of the world, but still. And so we are supposed to be leaders by service. Now, what did the opening prayer at Mass say? It said, O oh God, who founded all of your sacred laws upon love of you and love of neighbor. So the gospel is telling us we, we must serve others. The church, universal, like every single Catholic church that has a Sunday Mass throughout the world today, is praying that exact same prayer that we prayed, that we would increase a love of God and a love of all humanity. Why? Because the church is very astute to how we naturally view the world. 
And that is me first and everyone else. And so the church is praying for an increase of charity that we may serve others more, that we may care more about other people, that we think of ourselves less as we serve the body of Christ. Because that's what we're doing. When I am nice to someone, when I am compassionate, when I am merciful, when I am joyful to someone else, it's not that I am only being joyful to them, but I am being joyful to the body of Christ, for we all make up the body of Christ. I am being joyful to the Savior himself, because that's what he says. Whoever receives a child such as this in my name receives me. And furthermore, we are being nice, joyful, complimentary, merciful, whatever the case may be, we are doing that to the creator of the universe. Whoever receives me receives not just me, but the one who sent me. So now our interaction with humanity has much more weight. It's not just that we are interacting with people and we may have good interactions and bad interactions, but it's that we are interacting with the body of Christ, the Savior, and the creator of the universe constantly. Absolutely constantly. So the next time you want to do some interpretive sign language when you're in traffic, think that that hand gesture you're giving is to the Lord. Now that's all well and good. The church prays that we would increase charity. How lofty, how sweet, how cotton candy. So what do we do concretely? We must have action steps. Otherwise, it's just philosophy that doesn't really have flesh. So here's the good news. The good news is that at some point during this upcoming week, maybe it's happened this morning already to you, someone is going to annoy you. Someone is going to get on your bad side. Someone is going to be in a mood opposite to yours. Maybe they are in a good mood and you are in a bad mood. Maybe they are in a bad mood and you are in a good mood, but you're going to rub the wrong way with someone. You're going to have tension. Why? Because it's life and these things happen. But what do we do about it? Because often those situations can become a mere occasion of sin. Well, you know, I interacted with Sally and that expletive, 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 expletive as I gossip to my friends and neighbors. Or, when I'm interacting with Sally, and they're annoying me, she is annoying me, I can choose to call in the Holy Spirit and say, Jesus, help me want to love this person more. Because I don't. But help me want it. Because then we've taken something that is possibly a mere occasion of sin to something where we are actively asking the Holy Spirit to increase grace in us, and treat humanity with more charity. How is that a bad thing? The second reading talks about, you know what's really bad? All of those things inside of us that create war, disagreement, hatred, all of these bad things. And the church is praying for the opposite. So we pray today for an increase of charity, but that doesn't just naturally happen. It's not like there's a charity tree and you can go pick an apple. You must actively ask for charity to be increased within you. And then not be surprised when situations demand of you more love than you're used to giving, more charity than you're used to offering, more mercy than you want to show at that time. Because the Lord absolutely gives us what we ask for, and especially when we ask for an increase of the Holy Spirit. So today the church prays that we would live with more charity and love for humanity. The gospel shows us that if we wish to be great in the kingdom of heaven, 
We must serve others. And the best way to do that is to love them as the gospel dictates, dictates us to do. So I'm excited for you for this next week because now you have an actual opportunity to take the gospel and live it. And I really hope that you tell me that things went well. But if they don't, don't worry, there's always confession. <laughs>